know I'm gonna snap on the throne like, yo, come and get me. Standing out here in the daylight, I'ma get mine, so don't try to hide again. I am a wild man, there's no denying that I am Goliath, this side of this lion's den. I am the eye of the storm, trying to find me a war with a shield and a sword. Built to protect in this blade, cutting through anyone here with a wire and cord. I'm getting bored, send anyone out there alive anymore? Welcome to 100% Elite. I am your host, Jeff Englert. This is episode 14. And as the world is still uh, crazy, this podcast is still, um, it's not any less crazy. (laughs) That's for sure. Um, I hope everybody's staying safe, uh, you know, finding plenty of things to do to keep yourself occupied and keep yourself sane from just going out there and doing dumb stuff. Um, pretty much my family has done cleaning and um, cleaning and some playing and some cleaning. <laughs> That's about it. We really haven't done too much. Uh, so without further ado, we're going to get right into this episode and hit you guys with some news. So we have a couple of things here on the docket. Um, AEW after this last Dynamite, um, I guess some news has come out that they have pre-taped till uh, enough episodes to go till May at least. Um, That's just like in the rumor mill. It's not really fact, I don't think. Um, I know... Tony Khan did deny uh, Georgia shutting down productions and stuff like that. So it kind of confirms it in a way that they were out there uh, shooting more episodes than just the one that we watched last Wednesday, which if you can tell, uh, a lot of it was pre-taped. Just like Dark, uh, you know, all that stuff's pre-taped and stuff like that. They've been doing commentary over top of it, like... uh, like the commentary isn't in a booth they're they're doing it over top of the episode and you can tell just audio is a little bit if you just pay attention you can really tell the difference between a live commentary team and a um, taped over doing commentary over you know just watching it and, and cutting stuff like that anyways so we uh, got a TNT title reveal. Uh, we haven't seen it yet. I just mean uh, there's going to be a tournament to see who is going to be the TNT champion. Um, my guess is this is a better way of calling it a, than calling it a TV title. So this thing will be defended on TNT on Dynamite, uh, probably as much as possible. Hopefully. During that second show, also, we'll be able to see it in that, too, because the AEW champion, like the heavyweight champion, Big Platinum. I'm just going to start calling it Big Platinum, like Cody and everybody's calling it, because <laughs> I like that name. So, Big Platinum isn't defended that much on TV, and it's the way it should be. It should only be defended, uh, you know, big opponents, big buildups, and uh, pay-per-views. Pretty much. That's, that's, I mean, that's the allure of it. That's how you get your, you know, status with the belt to make it more, um, fuck. What, what's the word I'm looking for? Basically, it makes it, uh, uh set it, sets it to a higher standards. That's what I mean. Just, yeah. Um, but the tournament is going to be awesome. Uh, it's kind of a short tournament. I thought it was going to be a lot more people in this than, than it popped out. But, I mean, we're going to get some really good rematches. 
some good new matches. Um, and if the brackets go the way that everybody's predicting, we're going to get an awesome last uh, match for this title between two fucking just giants in this uh, company. Um, so I'm going to read you off the list of the first set of matches. They released the first half of the tournament um, on Dino, or no, on Dark, and then the second half the next day on Dynamite. So the first half is Cody versus Sean Spears, which I'm super pumped for that match. And then the next match was Sammy versus Darby Allen. So that's one half. On the other half is Kip Sabian versus Dustin Rhodes and Lance Archer versus Colt Cabana. Boom, boom, Colt Cabana. Um, so that's going to be some good fucking matches, man. I think the only one where we know he's, I mean, Kip Sabian versus Dustin Rhodes, there's no way they're going to let Kip Sabian. I think they just had to throw him in there because he's he, he is there because <laughs> they can't fly in everybody. Um, Sammy versus Darby Allen. That is, I think the only one where I don't know who's going to win. Uh, cause obviously Lance Archer is going to beat Cole Cabana. They're not going to put him in his second match and have him lose the Cole Cabana. No offense, Cole Cabana. It's just not happening. So uh, these are my bracket predictions. I'm going to say them right here on the podcast. So I can't take them back later. Uh, first match, Cody versus Spears. I think Cody's taking it. Uh, Sammy versus Darby Allen. I think Darby Allen is also going to take that one. So then that'll set up a rematch, a third match versus it would be Cody versus Darby Allen. And Dynamite, the last match on Dynamite, kind of led us into that being a feud. So that'll be that person in the semifinals. Um, or no, whoever wins that will be in the semifinals. Uh, and I think the the standings on the other side, Kit versus Dustin, I think Dustin's taking the win. And then Lance Archer versus Cole Cabana, I think Lance Archer's taking the win there. That way we get the, you know, because Dustin Rhodes is actually pretty fucking tall. He's like 6'5". Um, so him versus Lance Archer, it wouldn't look like Lance is just beating the crap out of another Marco stunt, which he did on Dynamite. So it'll give him a bigger opponent to beat. Uh, you know, Dustin's a legend. He's been firing on all cylinders. So it'll be a great match. And obviously Lance is going over there. So then you'll have Lance beat Dustin. I'm sure he's going to do it in some vicious murder hawk way. You know, everybody dies. Kill Dustin. <laughs> and then he'll have some fire going into the match, which I think Cody is going to beat Darby Allen finally. Uh, I mean, just... And that feud between those guys beat uh, Darby Allen and Cody versus Lance Archer will be, they're saying that it's going to be at the pay-per-view double or nothing. I don't think double or nothing is going to happen. I think it's going to be pushed back, especially due to this coronavirus stuff. Um, MGM grand, uh, they're, they're not going to be able to fill up a stadium full of people. No, I mean, fans are going to be like, Hell yeah, we can finally go out and go there. But there's going to be a lot of people going, I don't really want to be around big crowds. Plus, I don't think this shutdown stuff is going to end anytime soon. It's supposed to be May 23rd is double or nothing. I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, the quarantine is still till May 1st. And they're going to reevaluate. And I guarantee 
even with it things slowing down, I think small things will be able to open back up, but not full capacity. I'm not a scientist. I'm not an expert. I'm this is just my opinions. So I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen on TV on dynamite. And I think Lance Archer's taking it. I think Lance Archer's taking this title and this is going to be the guy that, um, rules dynamite with an iron fist, uh, him and Jake, the snake, uh, I don't know if we can still call him Jake. They keep calling him Jake Roberts, so maybe Jake the Snake isn't a thing, and they're not allowed to call him that. I don't know. Maybe WWE is a bunch of pussies and sent a ceased and desist on calling himself Jake the Snake. I have no idea. Hopefully, I'll, I'm going to figure that out. So next podcast, I'll let you guys know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so they pre-tape shows until May. They got that tournament lined up uh, on the board when they were announcing it on Dark. You could see maybe a red strap for the belt. <laughs> oh, it's a, that's just a shot at W. They're not making it a red strap. That would look stupid. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So um, now that's who I think is going to win each match. What I want to happen is I want Spears to defeat Cody, even though Cody's my favorite wrestler. Him and Lance Archer should be something that is in front of fans, that is down the line. I would like to see Spears beat Cody. I would like to see Sammy beat Darby Allen, And then I would like to see Spears versus Sammy Guevara. Spears take Sammy Guevara, go against Lance Archer. Because the other way, it's still going to happen. Lance Archer is going to win this title no matter what. But I would like to see Spears versus Lance Archer. I think... Um, the guy that's just going to run through every, I don't know. Uh, Spears is just becoming one of my favorite people to watch because he does all the little shit that, uh, keeps the matches entertaining. Uh, super, um, why, am I, why did I say super? I, I just think he's, he's, he's a great talent. He's really fun to watch. Uh, he's in my top 10 of AEW stars. I, I literally don't like or I don't not like anybody at AEW um, besides, like, maybe two people, and that's just because they suck. Uh, you know, Burt Baker um, and maybe that Luther guy. Those are the only two people I actually just don't like. When they come on, I'm like, well, I don't really care what happens. <laughs> Hopefully whoever they're facing beats the crap out of them. That's about as far as I get with those two people. I gave up. I just don't. Unless Britt Baker looks like she's actually giving a shit because when you see her in the ring it's like she just doesn't care but it's not about all that this is still the news we're still in the news area all right um actually that's it that's all the news okay yeah so that's the news guys uh homework homework for this week is actually um, another kind of tribute to a Dynamite match that I thought was amazing. So on Dynamite, the first match was Kenny Omega versus Trent. Um, now, they had a match before in New Japan. So that is your homework. It's kind of hard to find. So it's Trent versus Kenny Omega in New Japan. Now, that match, I think, was better than the one on Dynamite. But they both were still top-notch. I think Trent is a fucking star. They're, they, they're both super athletic, uh, hard-hitting. The match this week on Dynamite was just amazing. We'll get into that once we get into Dynamite um, here in a little bit because we have Dark coming up. Now, Dark 
wasn't um, wasn't bad. They had some top stars. It was kind of like um, last week where it was, you know, people just getting jobbed out and uh, these indie guys coming in. Obviously, good, you know, kudos to AEW for uh, giving these indie guys some work. Um, but it, you knew who was going to win as soon as <laughs> each match came up. Um, especially one of them. One of them, uh, when we get to, is the main event. And it was definitely, you're fucking dying. <laughs> because this guy had no chance in hell to beat John Moxley. <laughs> um, so the first match was Matt Sells versus Sammy Guevara. Now this Matt Sells guy, he's kind of had a, he's got a weird gimmick. He's like humping the air, humping the mat. He was just kind of all over the place. And Cody kept saying, Matt sells, sex sells, uh, something, I don't know. <laughs> it was weird. Sammy Guevara, basically it was him, uh, you know, just playing with this guy. I mean, he went to do some off the top rope stuff and just jump back down and smack the dude in the face, kicking him around, really talking a lot of shit. Um, but... I, I, the only thing that took me away from this match is that Matt Sales was kind of sloppy. Maybe maybe just uh, rust from not working a lot lately or something like that. But um, humping the mat, I just, it was weird. So Sammy Guevara um, actually put out a little promo after his match. Uh, he won with the... Uh, Tony Giovanni called it the Burning GTS. Uh, Cody said something like, he's not going to like that name, but we're going with it, the Burning GTS, uh, and then pins him one, two, three for the win, uh, and then cuts a uh, cuts a promo afterwards in the ring. So here it is. Hello, everybody watching around the world. That's another W for the best ever, Sammy Guevara. Ain't nobody in the back can do what I do. Nobody watching at home can do what I do. I'm unstoppable. Everything I do, in and out of the ring, I'm the best at. I'm, I'm a part of the inner circle because I am the best ever. Sammy Guevara. And if anybody, anybody wants to go and try it, huh? Anybody back there, you want to go and test to see how great I am, by all means, try it. Try it, baby. And you're going to fall. Because I'm the ruler of all wrestlers. And all you wrestlers are going to bow before the king. Now play my music, baby. Now he'll get his chance to be the ruler. Competing in the tournament, the crown of first TNT champion in all late wrestling. Con pretty much combined every bad guy interview he's ever heard and, and threw them all in the ruler of the world, like Sid Justice, Sid Vicious. You're going to bow to these other wrestlers. Uh, he called out all the boys in the back, too. I thought you were going to take him up on it. Uh, not me. The winner is Sammy Guevara. Impressive win. <laughs> it was. I, I thought it was a half-decent promo. Uh, I left the part with Tony and Cody doing the commentary just because Cody was like, he basically stole a bunch of different promo styles and mashed them all up into one. <laughs> <laughs> good little funny spot from Cody. Uh, he's been doing great on commentary, man. He's de definitely been making it a little bit easier. I know JR can't be there, obviously. He's way too old to be around that many people. Um, 
not being like an Aegis or anything. Just the coronavirus is really targeting people like that. He's had two or three different strokes. Uh, I mean, the guy is not in tip-top shape. So I don't know um, with Taz, does he live in New York? And maybe that's why they're quarantined off uh, from coming, driving down travel-wise. Or maybe they just wanted to be home with their families. So they're doing, uh, it's JR, um, Excalibur, and Taz doing like an after Dynamite YouTube show where they kind of discuss things that happen, kind of like, you know, this show. Uh, but it's them three doing it. It's pretty cool. They go into little things, kind of rib each other here and there. Excalibur still wearing the mask. Um, man, Taz, he's, he's, I've said it on this show before. That's my childhood right there. Like, you know, obviously JR was around and did a lot of the big matches and stuff like that. But I religiously watched SmackDown. So when Taz took over on commentary, uh, really enjoyed his work uh, on commentary. So for Taz to be in AEW is definitely special for me. Just uh, just on that thing right there, it brings me back to the the days that I was really big in pro wrestling, loved it. And um, but yeah, anyways, second match on uh, AEW Dark was Sean Dean versus Sean Spears. Now, this Sean Dean guy didn't look that bad. Uh, the captain, I guess he was uh, in the military before he started doing pro wrestling. Um, but Sean Spears definitely made uh, <laughs> some short work of this guy. Uh, I don't know if something happened, but Sean Spears really was stiff with this guy. Um, I, I've heard an in interview, Sean Spears definitely only has one speed and that's fucking full throttle. So he's chopped the fuck out of him in a couple places. Uh, he clotheslined the hell out of this guy. Um, and then did that death Valley driver, uh, you know, finisher for the win one, two, three, uh, and was speaking into the camera saying, this is my show. I own AEW Dark, which he really does. He's basically, since his thing with Cody has wrestled on Dark either every week or every other week. Um, which is cool because I like seeing Sean Spears. I think he does, like I've said a million times on this podcast, he does all the little shit. If you really just watch him work, he is definitely um, an entertainer. That's what he is. He goes in there and he gives you a story. He gives you good psychology, plus he's a good wrestler, and he's actually a really big dude. Um, he, he's uh, mistaken. like You'll see it in Dynamite, him and Cody and uh, Sammy and Darby, because they have a lot of small guys on AEW's roster. So um, them against Sean Spears. Sean Spears is jacked, man. He's, he's pretty big. Uh, but yeah, so next episode, or, pfft, episode. next uh, match on Dark was... Darby Allen versus Preston Vanilla Vance. Uh, and that's what he was. He was very vanilla. Um, Darby Allen fucking sold for this guy like a champ. He made this fucking Preston Vance guy, which, dude, rethink your name. I don't know if it's your real name, but Preston Vance. Preston Vanilla Vance. Uh, I don't know. This doesn't, it doesn't go over well with me. He's got the look. He looks like he could be a great. Uh, wrestler, maybe he's got like lime green and pink fucking gear. I, I've seen people have pink gear and it works. You know, Brett the Hitman Hart, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. He did 
pink and black, pink and white. He did all those colors and it made it work. This guy, it just was, something was off for me. Um, but he got a lot of offense in and looked pretty decent against Darby Allen. Uh, and that's all thanks to Darby Allen. He, he sold the fuck out of everything. It, it, he's just such a star already. He did this, Darby Allen did this sweet code red, uh, Vance still, you know, popped out of it. Um, Vance did a cool rip cord cutter and then a pop-up cutter. They, they were really, really cool little spots that they put in this match, but, uh, Darby hitting that coffin drop for the win. It was one of the better coffin drops I've seen out of Darby Allen in, in any of his AEW work. He actually hit right on the money, uh, and then rolled him up. Uh, for the one, two, three, good win for Darby Allen. Good showcase for him and this Preston Vanilla Vance guy. Um, maybe they'll uh, change him up a little bit and sign him because he he actually had a really good showing. Um, it was really stiff, looked really aggressive. Uh, you could tell that he was taking this uh, as like a. I know this is just a, AW giving us some money, giving the indie guys some work, but I'm gonna go out there and show what I got. And, and give you guys something to go, huh, maybe maybe we could use this guy. Um, that's what I took from this match. That's what the psychology and stuff, because, um, you know, with these, these uh, I've heard, uh, there's another podcast I like, uh, Seeing the Elite. They called it Jobber Mania. Um, and that's basically what it was. The past two AW Darks was definitely all squash matches. Uh, but this one didn't feel that way. Um, it didn't feel like such a squash match. It made you kind of feel like that guy could win if he wanted to. Um, but Darby Allen is, is he presses through a lot. He he takes a lot, a big beating, and he almost it seems like he likes to do that. Like that's his way of working is to get his ass kicked and still come out in the end. Um, which is why a lot of people love that guy. He takes a beating, but he gives it back, uh, ends up picking up some wins. But I mean, dude, there's little kids dressing like him. Uh, I've, it, it's insane how his meteoric rise um, from nobody. I've never heard of this guy before AEW, and now he's one of the most talked about guys on Twitter besides Orange fucking Cassidy, uh, who was also the same way. Last match on Dark. Fabu Andre, the monarch, something, I don't forget the fuck what he called himself, um, versus John Moxley, our champ. Um, and this was a fucking squash, dude. I, it literally, it, I can't even tell you how quick this was. It, he, the dude looked like a big old piece of shit. Um, but Hager jumps out and, uh, puts Mox out, man. Um, chokes him out and then smacks him back awake and basically showing him I can fucking do that at any time anywhere and <laughs> oh man later on Dynamite they had this weird promo I'm gonna cut it at the part where it got real weird uh, but I'm gonna play it for you guys once we once we get into that but this this fight between John Moxley and and uh, Jake Hager, man, I think it's going to get really brutal. I think uh, Moxley is going to make Jake Hager look really good, really strong. Still come out with the win, but Jake Hager having that MMA background uh, and John Moxley really liking like the brutal, really 
real fight feeling uh, matches. You know, that's just the kind of way he works. He likes it to seem as brutal and as real as possible. I mean, he's a bruiser. He's a brawler. Um, so I think this match is actually going to be really fucking dope. Um, he's the last inner circle member that John Moxley has to take out. So, getting out of dark, we are. I thought it was a great episode of Dynamite this week. I really did. Um, people are saying that it wasn't. I, I like the smaller um, area. I think it's the Nightmare Factory, uh, and that's like the place that Cody has a um, stake in. Uh, he's part owner with a couple other people. You can kind of tell because pictures match up of that place and when they shoot some video there. And uh, because they talked about being in Georgia instead of being in Florida, because Florida is basically like you can't do anything. And um, Daly's place is uh, city owned, I believe. Uh, like they literally have the doctor camp set up things in the parking lot of that facility. So. They probably moved it there just so they could do a little bit more. Georgia really wasn't on the as of a lockdown as Florida was. So we'll see. We'll see where it goes from there. But I, I've heard that they've taped up until May. So we might have a lot of great episodes of uh, Dynamite still pumping out. Uh, I think WWE has done the same thing. But this is good. Now the AEW people can just go home. They have a bunch of episodes that they'll roll out. They can all go home and spend time with their families and be safe and uh, and just relax until this thing kind of blows over. And if, you know, it come around May, we still have the quarantine, then they might have to get back together in somehow some fashion or just say, hey, look, guys, we did everything we could. We're going to take this as an off season and we'll get back as soon as things get back to normal and we start filling stadiums again, which I wouldn't be mad at them at all if they did that. So but this week, Dynamite, great. It started off amazing. Kenny Omega versus Trent. The homework this week, I already told you guys earlier, is this same match only in New Japan. It's a little bit better of a match in my opinion. I mean, they're both younger guys, both hungry. Kenny is the the heel in that match. Um and Kenny as a heel is always going to be my favorite, but uh, it's going to be my buddy uh, Zach's favorite. He's the one who sent me that New Japan match and told me to check it out as I was watching this match on Dynamite. And he was like, it's a fucking great match. This was, you know, um, this match is actually the reason why I started to like Kenny Omega, um, stuff like that. So shout out to Zach Barrett for showing me um this match for the homework and uh yeah so this match was fucking dope man uh it was very athletic uh super hard hitting very good uh really really enjoyed this match um the commentary was really fucking good a couple of really hard hitting german suplexes uh on the outside there was some fucking power bombs into the post um Dude, Kenny's a fucking savage, man. Them chops. I really wouldn't want to be somebody getting in the ring with Kenny Omega going, okay, in this spot, I'm going to chop you. I'd be like, do you really have to? Do you? <laughs> I mean, can we just skip that spot? How about you kick me? Give me a V-trigger. Something else. Because them chops are fucking... Oh, man, they're so dope. They're really fucking hard-hitting. They sound like gunshots, man. They're just... Pow! Um... But Trent keeps, uh, he's keeping up, man. He kept up with the best bout machine. 
And that va- that fucking power bomb V trigger spot was fucking dope, man. It was really cool. Um, then you get the one wing angel for the win. Just Kenny Omega's matches, man, especially when they are given the time like this, are just so fucking amazing. You put an athlete in there with him, and he will make the uh, them look better than they have ever looked. That's just the way Kenny Omega, uh, blah, 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 Kenny Omega matches go. He, he, he can do that with probably anybody as long as they get in there and they try hard and they work with him and not um, against him. But one wing angel looked fucking it looked as vicious as it always does and he gets the win uh there was some pretty funny spots where orange cassidy went to hug kenny omega after he got the hug to trent you know the big best friends hug gotta give the people what they want and uh, fucking orange cassidy man he's he was actually really funny this episode uh on the oh yeah that reminds me the fucking wrestlers were around the ring again uh that was a really cool addition uh compared to last week i love the them being the fans and you know good guy side bad guy side it was it was really cool really well done again kudos to AEW for figuring out that that was a great thing uh, i've seen on twitter oh the social distancing blah 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 these guys are getting tested and and not like coronavirus tested but they're getting tested for you know um normal stuff their doctors are checking them out hey you don't have any symptoms there's no old you know real old people at the buildings it's all the younger crew that are all real healthy guys so fucking cut them some slack man just enjoy the fucking product if you didn't like the episode go back and watch it with a better attitude and i guarantee you will there were great matches there wasn't anything wrong um, with tonight at all. This next match, Anna J versus Hikaru Shida. She's ranked number one. Um, and I will say this, this Anna J girl looked the part. Um, she had a, it was actually a really good match. Uh, Shida really pulling this girl through this. Um, you could hear Billy Gunn kind of shouting, um, moves to this girl. <laughs> you can see, if you go back and watch, you see Austin Gunn like, Dad, shut the fuck up. <laughs> You're talking way too loud. They can hear you. This isn't just being taped like that. It's still, um, <laughs> uh, it's still gonna, you're gonna be able to hear us. Um, so, but the new girl is, uh, she's better than Britt Baker. I will say that in the, in the ring. I don't know about, cause Britt Baker has had some good, um, heel promos. I'll give her that. Uh, but in the ring, this girl really showed that she can work. Um, and the Falcon Arrow, man, Hikaru Shida hit that Falcon Arrow for the win. Um, and you hear Trent yell, nobody kicks out of the Falcon Arrow. <laughs> um, and then Hikaru Shida is, uh, you know, walking out and the heel side's really giving her some shit. Uh, Britt Baker's basically talking, sh- talking shit, talking smack. And Hikaru Shida kicks the barricade. Like basically you want to go setting up a feud with Britt Baker. So we'll get, it's probably going to be a match pretty soon. If not next week, Britt Baker, Hikaru Shida, um, man, Hikaru Shida tweet this girl, man, uh, give her something to do. She seems like, uh, besides going to the AEW tapings and stuff like that, she moved from Japan to here, left, you know, her family's back in Japan. She's here by herself. And 
I, I, I got to imagine that it would be fucking lonely, uh, you know, like very depressing to be stuck here inside your house, nothing to do, but go to work, go wrestle. So that must be her big outlet. Um, she can't do her, uh, maca shows is what they're called. Um, it's like a live anime episode is what it seems like. And they're really cool. Um, you could check it out on YouTube. Um, I think it's M-A-K-U or something like that, or Mackay. I don't know. You could check it out if you see her on Twitter. She's always promoting it. They're really cool, um, especially if you like anime, uh, stuff like that. So she picks up the win uh, in that match, obviously, because we don't know who Anna Jay was. She's not beaten the number one contender, um, so it's kind of it was kind of a jobber match. Um, and next was this kind of long segment. Um, it was Mox cutting a promo, Jake Hager cutting a promo, Chris Jericho, uh, talking up Jake Hager and Sammy Guevara talking up Jake Hager all in the same segment. I'm going to play the whole audio segment. Uh, there's a spot in this I'm going to stop at and then I'll continue it after because it's pretty fucking ridiculous. Here it is. I don't have words to describe the gratitude that I have toward the entire AEW family. The most important part of the AEW family is you. John Moxley is an idiot. He's a fool to think that he can compete with me. Does he know who I am and what I am capable of? I don't care if you have the AEW World Championship on your shoulder. It doesn't scare me. I'm on top of the world right now. But I am a miserable, pissed off bastard. I am a miserable son of a bitch. You know why? Because there are people in AEW, there are people all around the world that want this. AEW is the hottest wrestling promotion in the world, and I'm the man on top. I have the biggest target on my back in the entire industry. That pisses me off. Because people want to take away what's mine, what belongs to me. It belongs to the AEW locker room, belongs to the fans of AEW. You want to take it away? And what's worse is there are people out there, including Jake Hager, who think they can beat me. And it's not going to happen. Moxie's they made the mistake of saying, oh, this championship is for the fans. We're bringing pro wrestling back for the fans. That's not what the inner circle thinks. We do everything for us. I don't need a posse, all right? I don't walk around here with the pain maker posse, all right? I'm a one-man army. I'm a soldier. I fight for all elite wrestling, for professional wrestling fans all around the world. And I will defend this with my life. He's crazy, we know this. He's a maverick, he's a rebel, and that's what kind of led him down the path to get to become AEW champion. But if you remember, three, four days later, we powerbombed him off a stage, threw a table, and basically incapacitated him indefinitely. Oh, hey, come on! What are you doing here? John Moxley has been devastated by the inner circle. He fired the first shot with his little cute power bomb, flinged me off the stage, nearly killed me, but he didn't kill me. I'm not here for cheers or applause. I'm not here for fans to go home happy. I'm here to win. I'm here to inflict violence upon him, and that's exactly what will happen. And I know Jake Hager well. I've ridden the roads with Jake Hager. I've listened to the Jerky Boys for hours on end with Jake Hager. I've trained in the gym with Jake Hager. I know him inside and out. So I'm not scared of Jake Hager, but I do understand that this man can strangle me in unconsciousness with his bare hands. I understand that this man can separate consciousness 
from my body with one shot. I had my hands all over Mox and I felt him. Okay, pause right there. You felt him? You felt him, Jake Hager. Is that what you did? This was just <laughs> it's a bad fucking promo from Jake Hager. I had my hands all over Mox and I felt him. All right, man. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's just too weird. Too weird. Uh, so, <laughs> anyways, well, uh, here's the rest of it. <laughs> I know he's below me. I know he's not as strong as me. And I know he doesn't have the ruthless aggression that I have. Jake Hager, undefeated MMA fighter. It is all over! Jake Hager by submission! Undefeated in AEW. Dustin being put to sleep. Most of all, he's a monster. But I like to play dangerous games. I live a fairly dangerous life, I always have. These are the things I live for. These are the things I get off on. I sought out Jake Hager. Jake Hager didn't find me. I knew he was coming after me eventually. I know the inner circle wants this back in their fold. I knew they were gonna send their big gun after me. So I came after him. It's no surprise that Jake is wanting to become the AEW World Champion. And does that sound good? That sounds perfect, because he's a part of the inner circle. This is a family. So he wants to become the AEW World Champion. We are all going to be AEW World Champion as the inner circle. I'm now going to teach Moxley a lesson. I have a rematch against him, but I'm not going to use it just yet, because I want Jake Hager to beat the crap out of him and become the new AEW Champion. We're unified. This is not the elite. We don't argue with each other. We don't hit each other with our own finishing moves. We don't drink on the job. We win matches. We win championships. And if Hager becomes the world champion, the AEW world champion, I think that's the greatest thing that could ever happen because it puts John Moxley in his place and makes two champions in the inner circle. I think everyone who steps in that ring has a big part of them that wants to be world champion. Otherwise, they wouldn't be here. And that part has to be ruthless, has to be willing to do anything to earn that championship. Because if it's nothing less than everything you have, it won't be enough. I guarantee you, Mox will get everything Jake Hager has. At the end of the day, he may be 260 pounds, he may be six foot four, he may basically be a living, breathing semi-truck but he is just a man. There is a formula, there is a way, there is some weakness. There is an Achilles heel, he's just another Goliath. David is gonna have to find a way to slay this big bastard. I'm not looking for applause and a standing ovation after this match, I'm looking to fight Jake Hager. So they're really setting up this match to be a real fight feel, like I said. I think it's going to be great, man. I think they're both going into it. They really know each other well. They both trust each other, so I think they're going to push it to the limits, especially they both are real uh, real big in this company. I know in this promo, I don't care about the fans, blah, blah, blah. But if you listen to, uh, there's a Brody Lee interview that he did on Chris Jericho's podcast not too long ago. He knows, he's he calls him Swag still. So if you're listening to the interview when he calls him Swag, his old name was Jack Swagger. Um so Jake Hager, 
literally looks at him because um, Brody Lee was like, man, should I pretend to be sick and go home? And Jake Hager looks at him. He goes, no, dude, that's not how it's like here. You're going to want to come here and, and make content like you. This is a place where you want to be. And, uh, you know, it's that P P why can't I think of what PTSD? I don't know why I couldn't think of it. Jesus. Um, that all the WWE guys kind of have, uh, because if you do something there, you mess up, they punish you. They make you really, um, it seems like they make you really miserable there, man. It's a, just a miserable place to work. AW, everything that I've heard about their locker room just seems like they all come together. It's one big family that really talks things through and gets everybody, everybody's ideas in. And, um, Everybody kind of knows their place, knows their role on the roster, where they need to be, what's going on, stuff like that. So this was a really good segment. I really think this uh, match is going to be awesome. It's going to be a no-holds-bar match, so we know it's going to be fucking brutal. I hope they just let them have their time and get in them big shots and really show uh, what Jon Moxley could do against a big-time MMA guy. Uh, just give them some, give them some shit to do, man. Uh, hopefully they make it a bloodbath. I think it'll be really good for for Hager, especially. He hasn't really had that many matches. He had the one with Dustin that was pretty good at Revolution, but other than that, he's pretty much wrestled some jobbers and and smashed some people. Uh, but this will be his first big time match in AEW um, that I I feel like it's a big match that nobody thinks that he's coming out of. So. If he beats Mox for the title, that fuck. I mean, that would be stupid because the guy is not champion material. He's just a big guy that for for Jericho. Um, I don't I don't think the inner circle is going to turn on anybody anytime soon. But I'm thinking. Um, I don't know. I don't think I don't think they're going to last that long. I think there's going to be some some kicking out or maybe adding new people in that make other people jealous kind of thing. I don't know. It just seems like there has to be some inner circle, inner drama coming up soon. Just feels that way to me at least. Um, so after that, we get uh Colt Cabana on commentary. Colt Cabana's great, man, especially on commentary with uh, Tony Schiavone. Uh, it was just, just great to have him out there because Cody is in the, the main event so he had to go probably backstage and do some backstage just probably back there to really get into his match get into his gear all that stuff um and then after they showed uh colt coming on oh yeah colt caught on commentary hi mom i'm on tv <laughs> uh pretty funny guy and they they put out this jake the snake promo uh jake the snake was sounding pretty pissed off so here it is Tick-tock, tick-tock, ring the bell. Hell's fixing to break loose. Lance Archer is about to come out here and destroy whatever you boys have cooked up. You see, you played this silly little game with us. He's pissed. Oh, God, is he pissed. And there's some people you shouldn't make mad. And just because I'm smiling does not mean I'm happy. You're delaying the inevitable. You're playing a silly little game. Children play games. We don't play. We're not gambling men, gamblers for fools. You 
think casinos are open because they want to go broke? No. They got the cards in their hands, and we got a hell of a card. We got a big bullet, an ace. And that ace comes through that camera. Help, man. He's gonna tear somebody a new rear end. Cody, stop. Maybe you're smarter than I thought you were. You might be smart enough to be afraid. <laughs> or maybe, uh, your better half is telling you not to go. I'm pretty sure she wears the pants. So, that was his promo right before the uh, fucking massacre that happened on Dynamite. Uh, Lance Archer had his debut match against Marco Stunt. Um, as soon as I saw that Marco Stunt was coming out, I was like, holy fuck, pray for this kid. Because <laughs> Lance Archer, compared to this kid, was a fucking monster. I mean, that's the idea. You put him out against the smallest guy and you have him just fucking rip him to shreds. And you really uh, give that small guy the business. But in the same uh, run, you should have... I think they should have put somebody else out there. Give it a little bit more of a match. But I, I still liked what they did. He tossed Marco Stunt around like a fucking ragdoll. Um, you could see a couple moments where Lance Archer really was like, just fucking hit me, dude. Uh, and I mean, he, Marco tried, Marco really tried, but he got, um, it's called the blackout blackout. It's like a modified, um, Scott Hall, um, power bomb sort of thing. Uh, and it was, it's a pretty cool move. And the dude looked fucking just straight up like a monster, dude. Like everybody is gonna die if they face this guy. He fucking huge, big choke slams, huge. Just tossing this kid around. He tossed him. So after he won with that blackout, he picked uh, Marco Stunt back up and fucking chucked him not only out of the ring but over the barricade outside of the ring into the fucking uh, uh, you know the all the babyface side and orange cassidy is smiling from ear to ear you could tell he's just at he did not expect that kid to fly so fucking far <laughs> oh man i uh, hope marco stunt's still alive uh after this match <laughs> he just looked like he got so fucked uh, so good showing for lance archer uh man marco sold the fuck out i mean how can you not he just got fucking like a train hit him uh there's that spot where he does do that like shoulder smash uh thing where he puts people through the ropes and then starts going the opposite way and really smashes his shoulder into him that that looks like it's going to be a fun thing to watch on dynamite here on out um so after that after lance archer picks up that win and basically tells um Tells them give him somebody better uh, than Marco Stunt. Uh, Brody Lee uh, cuts another Vince McMahon-esque promo uh, from the Dark Order. I I like it. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, I didn't like the last promo just because they were chewing the fuck out of some steak and shit like that. It was still a good promo, but I couldn't play the audio version because it was fucking annoying. So this one I can. I'm going to throw this out there. So here it is. I would like to take a few moments of your time and welcome you in. My name is Mr. Brody Lee, 
and I am the exalted one of the dark order. And we, as a whole, understand that during these trying, unprecedented, anxious times, how you feel. I once was lost. I once was downtrodden. And I once was beaten down. But now, I stand before you as the exalted one. So I want you to now stand next to me. Yes, sir. Thank you, Mr. Lee. Thank you. It's an honor. It's Mr. Mr. Brody. Yes, sir, exalted one. It's Mr. Brody. Tell the people what I told you to say. We are one. It is we are one. Please sit down. You want to tell me about? Sir. Is there a reason you're tired? Is there a reason you're exhausted? Nothing in the world is open. There is no reason for you to yawn in my presence. Do you understand what tiredness shows to people? It shows weakness. Are you weak? Right now, you look weak to me. I can't have that within these doors. Do you understand? Don't you ever yawn in my presence again. Go. Now, all the stories and shit you hear about Vince McMahon, uh, you can tell the ones that are true and the ones that are people blowing smoke up his ass. These sound like things that Vince McMahon would fucking do. Like, uh, hey Vince, uh, no, my name is Mr. McMahon, alright, uh, don't call me Vince. Uh, or they'll say, okay, hi Mr. McMahon, he'll be like, no, my name is Mr. Vince, uh, don't call me Mr. McMahon. It just sounds like he's a different person every single fucking time they have an interaction with him, so... (laughs) These segments, he's laying into them pretty hard, uh, it's pretty funny, actually. Uh, taking little shots here and there. Um, so it kind of ties into the next match. Uh, the Dark Order members that were in the video are coming out to the ring. They're Dark Order members 8 and 9. They don't even have names. They're just number 8 and number 9 versus the Natural Nightmares. So you got Dustin Rhodes, you got QT Marshall or Marshall or whatever you want to call him, and Brandy fucking Rhodes. Now, I just want to give a big shout out to whoever made her fucking gear tonight. Holy shit. Uh, Just phenomenal. Phenomenal. Uh, She's, uh, man, definitely top notch. Top fucking notch. Uh, So, this match was basically a squash match. Uh, Very innovative shit coming out of QT Marshall again. Um, It was a really fun match. Uh, Just... Great double team for the win. Uh, I don't know if it was on eight or nine. <laughs> they didn't really have numbers written on their backs. Um, and then the end of this match was Brody Lee coming out and power bombed the fuck out of the guy who got pinned. Whoever got pinned, eight or nine or whichever, they probably are just nobodies for that reason. But 
Brody Lee came out and basically showed them you don't fucking lose or you're going to get the shit uh, smashed out of you. Uh, <laughs> literally, he powerbombed the fuck out of that guy. Got up, walked right back out of the ring and stared down QT and Dustin like, uh, you guys aren't worth my fucking time kind of thing. Um, so that was that match. It was it was pretty good. It was really fun, um, pretty entertaining. I like this uh, way that I like the Dark Order, the, the way that they're going with that. And I think Brody Lee, um, I don't know if he's the only one that can come in um, and do these spots. I don't know if... Evil Uno and Stu Grayson can come down and shoot anymore because of their states being locked down. I don't really know what wrestlers are available on, uh, available or not because I guarantee this TNT title was probably going to go to somebody like MJF or at least have him in the tournament or you know some of these other single uh, wrestlers were, were going to be in this. Pac... Um, you know, a whole bunch of guys that could have been in this tournament. So, um, on with the next segment was Jericho, um, cutting another promo on Vanguard one, uh, pretty good segment. <laughs> so here it is. It's kind of long just to, to be where it's a kind of a long segment, but I mean, it's Jericho, so it's all gold. So here it is. Finally, it's the moment you've all been waiting for Chris Jericho makes his appearance on Dynamite. But you might be wondering why I'm at home in my palatial estate with a little bit of the bubbly. And the reason for that is simple. Today is a holiday. Much like Martin Luther King Day honors the great doctor and Veteran Day honors the great servicemen and women around the country, today is April Fool's Day. And I've never met a bigger group of fools in my life than the elite. I mean, think about it. Kenny Omega, the biggest pumpkin-headed dipshit I've ever met in my life. And then Nick Jackson, at home with his little head injury and, of course, his newborn baby. Congratulations, Nick. Maybe you should stay at home for the next year and a half or two years on maternity leave and hire your deadbeat brother Matt to mow your lawn while you're at it. And then there's Hangman Page. Haven't seen him for weeks. He's hunkered down tipsy in Tennessee with Harry the Horse, whatever the hell's name was. And then, of course, you got the Tiger King himself. Cody Exotic, the leader of this menagerie of miscreants and morons, who then does the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my life and hires Matt Hardy. Dumbass kiss. He's 3,000 years old. Well, that's good, because you're going to need another 3,000 years to get over the embarrassment and the beating that the inner circle gives you. Because don't forget, when this virus is done and everything goes back to normal and I allow fans back into the AEW arena, you're still gonna have to face the inner circle in blood and guts. You're still gonna have to face the inner circle in the most dangerous match known to man. Vanguard One. I knew you'd come, but I'm glad you did, because I, I, I gotta be honest with you, I said some very harsh words to you last week, and I, I just really wanna apologize. I really wanna say that I'm very I'm very, very I just want that message to be clear. I also want to be clear to you that I want you in the inner circle. And now that, that it's just you and me, I don't want you to be nervous like last week. I want you to really think about it. 
We want you to wear the shirt. Just put it on, Vanguard, and become part of the inner circle. What do you say? I mean, look at this. You look good, Vanguard, huh? Are you in? Should we shake on it? Wait, wait, elbow to propeller. Huh, what do you say? Are you, whoa, whoa, hey, you come back here! You're not, you come back, Vanguard! You're not leaving again, you come back here! You get back here! Release the hounds! Get him! Get him! Get him! You're gonna regret this! You're gonna regret this, Vanguard! I'm gonna get you! I'm gonna get you! That little bastard stole my t-shirt. <laughs> the little bastard stole my t-shirt. Uh, in the video of this, he hangs a little tiny t-shirt on the fucking drone and he flies away with it. So, another piece of gold coming out of the Le Champion compound. Uh, he's literally in the hot tub with full leather pants on, drinking a little bit of the bubbly. Uh, which only Chris Jericho could pull something off like that. <laughs> full leather pants in his fucking hot tub. <laughs> oh, man. So after this segment, we get a another segment, and it is uh, the Young Bucks, um, kind of an update on Nick Jackson, where he is. Uh, Matt's just kind of like helping him out. Uh, it, it basically says something like, you know, you can't go to uh, taping, so I'm going to bring a ring to you. Basically, they can't train anywhere else because they're stuck on a lockdown, um, and they don't want to leave their families, expose their families or their loved ones, stuff like that, so... That's why the Young Bucks have been kind of MIA on things. And they're still playing this deal that Nick Jackson is hurt, even though he just had a baby. Uh, and that's the real reason why he's home and not in the ring wrestling. Obviously, it's a storyline. We get it. But so this is kind of a recap on some of the things that happened, him being hurt, uh, stuff like that. So here it is. What are we doing here today? Yeah, you, you tell me. Well, I mean, what has it been, a month since you've, uh, you got hurt? Yeah. You haven't been in a ring at all, right? No, not at all. You gotta make sure you're still in ring shape, and I know we can't really go to a ring, so I brought a ring to you. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. Watching Nick get driven off in an ambulance is one of the most terrifying moments of my life. It's one of my greatest fears is seeing someone that I love get hurt, so, uh, I saw the ambulance drive off, it was like, it was a surreal moment for me, and, uh, I don't know what to think. I'm just. I'm feeling better though. I'm thank God. Better. Thank God he's okay. Yep. I don't know what happened. I don't know who took me out. I, I have no memory of even being in an ambulance. So, to me, that's the scariest part of this thing. Yeah. I'm trying to return. I want to return. I miss the fans. I just. I, it's in my blood. I've been doing this for what, 16, 17 years. So, this is my passion, and that's what I'm working for. So, uh. A return date, it's hard to say. I'm gonna keep going and training and trying to get back at it. You know, this situation has really put things in, into perspective for me about how quickly, how easily everything in my life can change within a snap of a finger. Yeah. I, I could have been a singles wrestler and this really made me appreciate what I have, uh, my family, my happiness, my health. Same with me though, you, you take things for granted and uh, you don't want an accident to happen to change your perspective on life, but I guess you could say it did. 
you know, if, if there's something that we could learn from what's going on in the world now and what happened to me is you, you can't take life for granted and uh, it's, it's a special thing. You only have one life, so live it to your fullest. How'd I feel? Pretty good. You ready to get back in there? Not yet. Man, the Young Bucks, dude, they're just, they're some of the best guys out there. Um, best tag team of the decade. Uh, if you guys were wondering, that's why their entrance music played in the beginning of last week's episode. <laughs> I'm probably going to get uh, that episode pulled for that, but I think it was fitting. Uh, tag team of the de- decade was uh, came out last week, so or they were the tag team of the decade. You know what I mean. Um I just can't wait to see them back in the ring, uh, kicking the shit out of people, giving people the the Meltzer driver. Uh, just man, uh, it's sad that there aren't arenas full of people cheering all these people on because the to direct the trajectory of where this company was going before this pandemic hit was through the fucking moon, and it's kind of got stalled out right now. And hopefully once everything goes back to normal, you know, all the fans and all the people that have been supporting them uh, while we can't support them in the, uh, you know, the arenas and stuff like that are going to come back, uh, you know, louder than ever and really show these guys uh, and all the wrestlers in AEW uh, the much needed love and uh, that they deserve and appreciation and stuff like that for still continuing to, to put out content for us and stuff to dive into so great little segment um go back and watch uh obviously the entire episode but just this you can find all the clips uh they have them all clipped up on uh, all elite wrestling's youtube page so you can find them all there um so the, the last match uh of dynamite this week was very very entertaining it further along some storylines which i talked about earlier Uh, So it was Sean Spears and Sammy Guevara versus Cody and Darby Allen. Now, it was the whole match. They were all all these guys are top guys, obviously. Um, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen have been pushed to the fucking moon on Dynamite. They are obviously stars. Sammy Guevara, so athletic, uh, really diving into his character. and the kid pulls out all the stops every single episode of Dynamite, uh, really putting his body on the line. Like it's a different way than Darby does. Darby takes punishment while, um, you know, Sammy just pulls out all the great moves, whether he gets hurt or not. You know what I mean? Kind of flipping all around, doing the flashy shit. Uh, and you can tell that he he really believes in this company and wants to put it all out on the line because. I mean, they're pushing the fuck out of him. He's in the inner circle. He's learning from the best, Chris Jericho. Um, <clears throat> but this this match, man, Spears and Sammy Guevara were working so fucking well together. Um, I mean, that's where he should find his tag team partner right there. Um, that search for Spears thing is done and over with. I know they want to get a new guy, fresh face, or an indie guy, just be able to pull him in and make him Sean Spears' tag team with Tully, but... Him and Sammy worked fucking great together, and they were betting on uh, how long you could hold them up in a <laughs> in a uh, stalling suplex. And so they were putting money down, and they're just pulling random money out of their fucking 
trunks, which was a little bit, a little gross. <laughs> like basically their dick money was being thrown out on the map. All right, 50 bucks. I can hold them up for 10 seconds. Uh, very entertaining though. It really was this really great match. All four of these guys, um, are, are great athletes. Uh, they all work really well. They sell incredibly well. Um, <clears throat> It was just crazy good. I really liked this match. And it, it was a great ending to uh, the night. But Darby Allen is fucking insane, man. He climbs this pole and coffin drops both of the Sammy Guevara and Sean Spears in this match. Um, Spears ends, ends up rolling up Darby for the win. Um, and Cody should have... I think he just thought that... Uh, Darby was going to kick out of it. So he didn't slide in and, and make the save. And also there was like a little spot where um, he saved Cody from getting hit by a chair again by Sean Spears and then kind of took the blow for doing that um, and got rolled up after that. So it was kind of Cody's fault. So him trying to pick up Darby after they lost and uh, – <laughs> Darby decked him, man. Punched him straight in the face, basically telling him, "Yeah, you're, you know, you're fucking up, dude. You're fucking up. You just lost. You made us lose this fucking match." Um, so in the tournament is why I think it's gonna be Cody beating Spears, Darby beating Sammy, and then you get that epic face-off between Darby and Cody Rhodes because uh, they put some heat in between that match. Uh, from the end of this with uh, Darby punching him in the face. So, you know, gave them a reason to have that big third match. They've they've already had two. Um, hopefully Darby comes out with that body bag again, puts Cody uh, in a body bag, does that cool spot. I like that spot a lot. Um, gives him the coffin drop and beats Cody and goes on faces Lance Archer because the other side, Lance Archer's winning. So whoever... Whoever Cody faces in that semifinal before the final match is who's going to the final match. Well, obviously, but um, I don't know. There could be a good story with him and Cody, the the one that Jake Jake the Snake's pushing, or it could be them, th- you know, throwing a, a a wrench in the in the plans that everybody thinks because they like to do those twists and turns. Um, AW's really good at doing that. And um, making us all think one thing. I mean, we all thought Matt Hardy was the fucking exalted one, for God's sakes, <laughs> for, for a long time. And that ended up not being uh, true. So <laughs> um, I think they're going in a good place, though. I really do. I think the storylines, what they can do are great. I know Blood and Guts is postponed for a little while. So we got the, the Jericho-Matt Hardy feud. I really can't wait to see them actually wrestle. I think uh, <clears throat> both of them have really unique styles, and just to see them in the ring together, um, hopefully it's a hard-hitting match. Um, they, sh- I think they should just build it up really well like they are, but I just mean uh, put them in some tags to where they're not taking the fall right away and, and make this that big fight feel uh, like, I mean, AEW's got a good track record of doing that. Uh, I just don't want it to see it on a TV match right away. You know, Jericho, Matt Hardy, and then it be done and over with because it's got a really nice uh, story and a good build to it already. So 
I'd like to see it play out in the long run. But other than that, guys, that was it. That was uh, that was dynamite this week. Uh, I think it was still a really great episode. You got some great matches, and like I said, they've taped a lot of stuff, a lot of content for Dark and um, Dynamites up until May. So all of April is already done. So it was like three days of them shooting content. So. Hopefully it's um, some good stuff. I don't know if the the people who are were in the ring and around the ring and uh, basically all the people you saw on Dynamite last week. I wonder if that's all the people that are going to be on the show besides like the couple of the indie guys that are around, um, the local people there. So I don't know. But I know Georgia didn't have the complete lockdown at that point, so they might have been able to fly in some people shoot as much shit as they could and then fly them all back out that same uh, night or within those three days get it all knocked out get some good stories I mean hell they could have done a big a big match that we don't know about yet like a big I mean a huge match uh, where there was some blood and guts maybe or some uh, another cage match or you know a big gimmick match that they could have taped already and uh and will give us something special like that. But other than that, uh, tell me what you guys thought of Dynamite and Dark this week. Uh, or just talk some pro wrestling. Hit me up on the Twitter machine at 100ElitePod or my personal Twitter page at jengler 88 um, If you guys have a suggestion where I can talk to you guys more rather than Twitter, if you guys don't use Twitter... Um, you can email me at xjeffe88 at gmail.com and, and give me another way to get a hold of you guys. Uh, we can <clears throat> get in some good uh, pro wrestling conversation, talk matches, talk storylines, uh, who your favorite wrestlers are. Uh, I think you guys know by now all mine. Um, without further ado, hit Edge up. Uh, keep forgetting to put him in the end of these. Uh, he's the guy who does the music for the intros and the outro. Um, great songs. Uh, you can find him at edge underscore 419 uh, on Twitter uh, and edge 419 on YouTube and on Twitch. The dude kills it in the in the online gaming Pretty much everything. Every game that the dude touches, him and his brother just fucking destroy and uh, are usually top-tier players, that's for sure. So if you want to go see him kill a bunch of people, uh, not literally, I mean on on games, uh, (laughs) hit him up on all those platforms. uh, Or just go in there and bug the crap out of him. Tell him him I sent you guys uh, and show him some love. But uh, that's it for me, guys. Next week, uh, I'll be putting out another episode, uh, you know, talking about all the great things that are coming out of All Elite Wrestling. So, 
Without further ado, I will see you guys on the next one. So you can call me Legion, but we are many. You are one, we have plenty. You have some, you're taking this so serious, but I'm only doing this for fun. You're walking backwards while I run, met without, cause you're out done. Open my mouth as I erupt, regretting what you just begun. You're never stopping me, you're never stopping this. You never saw me coming, but you must acknowledge this. So I'll just bring the heat and leave them powerless to try to step to me. So maybe you should crawl a bit. You're